It's the final whistle on your home for Sporting Kansas City. Sports Radio 810, WHB. Good evening and welcome to the final whistle postgame show here on Sports Radio 810, WHB. I'm Dave Borchard alongside Chad Reynolds. You know, Chad, it's uh, anytime you win the home opener, it's a good one. But 4-0 against arch-rival Houston on a 65-degree night. This is about as good as it gets. Sporting KC now 2-0 to start the season. And that's 7-1 uh, to one in the goal differential. That's pretty pretty good start to I the season. I hadn't actually thought about it that way. Oh, it's funny. I was sitting there with my uh, 10-year-old in the cauldron, and I said, the game's over, but this goal differential stuff is a big deal when we get to yeah. the end of the season. Yeah, absolutely. What a great start. No, no. I mean, I don't know that you could have asked for 3-1 on the road in, 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 a, in a comprehensive 3-1, um, and then and then uh, an even more comprehensive 4-0 just just shellacking of the uh the houston dynamo like you know this is a team that sporting fans love to hate and tonight was just kind of a a, a, it felt like you were getting out a lot of of anger a lot of as matt beasler we're seeing video of matt beasler chugging a beer in front of the cauldron again which is it's beautiful fantastic this is now a trend there's a photo behind us right now to be honest yeah Matt yeah. Beasley and Johnny Russell chugging beers with the Cauldron. No, I mean it felt like a, it felt like in a lot of ways it was exercising some demons from last season. And I, I I know that's putting a lot on the first two matches of the season, but but it certainly feels like that early on. So the three biggest off-season additions for Sporting on the offensive front all scored goals tonight. Uh, Alan Polito, yeah. Gotti Kinda, and Kyrie Shelton, and Kinda and Polito have now scored in both the first two games of the season it looks like this team is going to be very good offensively again this year i mean it's it's even it's even more like it's more dynamic than i even thought it was going to be they they can attack you in so many different ways and come i mean uh, the way the ball moves through the midfield is uh unlike anything we've seen from sporting it's it's less it's less methodical than last season early in the year when sporting was very good possession wise and it's it's so much more dynamic and then you've got guys scoring goals like the first goal alan polito scored tonight and it's like oh every any chance in in or around the area is a chance at a goal that's that's it's so much fun to watch so far i mean really polito had like one or two chances tonight and he scored and that was the same story last week last week he had two chances scored one of them um, I don't know if he's the kind of guy like we saw from Kai Kamara who's going to get 10 shots a game. Right. But he seems like the guy that's going to score 50% I, of his chances. I don't, yeah. If, if, and you know what? 50% strike rate? Um, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would, I would, would take that for his time here. Did you? We'll, I'm sure we'll break it down much, much more later. But the way he scored that goal tonight, he's running away from goal when he hits that ball. And he doesn't get a ton on it. It just is in the corner. And the goalie had no chance. No chance. That's two goals, both in the corner, in two weeks for Alan Polito. Yeah. Uh, what a great start to when his career. When you put it that way, it sounds good. No doubt. And uh, Tim Mealy, by the way, congrats to him. Now 46 shutouts. He is the all-time leader in Sporting KC <laughs> franchise history. He came into tonight tied with Tim Mealy, or uh, Jimmy Nielsen with 45 shutouts. Now Tim Mealy stands alone. 46 clean sheets for Sporting KC. And after... A rough year defensively last year that wasn't really on Tim Melia. Um, 
getting a big stat and, and getting that and now the all-time record. And very soon he's going to set the all-time record for saves as well. Yeah, and, and I mean, think about the goalkeepers who have played here. T- Tony Miola, Jimmy Nielsen. I mean, like Jimmy Nielsen still to this day has the best goals against average in the history of MLS. Tony Miola is one of the few goalkeepers to win MLS MVP. And you've got Tim Melia who now has already bested one major record and is definitely going to best the other major record. I mean, that's that's fantastic. It's so cool. 913-3810-810 is the number if you'd like to join us. Again, 913-3810-810. Sporting KC wins 4-0 tonight against the Houston Dynamo. And you're listening to the Final Whistle postgame show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. We'll hear from manager Peter Vermees coming up here in a few minutes with his post-game press conference. Also joining us later in the show, Allie Trost with interviews from the locker room, which will be a great addition to the home games this year. Uh, but again, if you want to join us, phone lines are open, 913-3810-810 is the number. Assuming we can hear the calls. I don't know what we're going to hear at all. That's a big question mark. We can also tell people that they can text in if they'd like to at 913 912 4810. Again, you can text us at 913-912-4810. Or give us a call at the normal number, 913-3810-810. Um, same lineup tonight for Sporting KC. Probably should stick with that one. It's not a shock because Peter Vermees <laughs> is a creature of habit. When things are going well, he doesn't yeah. rock the boat. And like you said, it went really well tonight. And barring injury, I would think we'd see the same lineup next weekend in Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I, I you and I have talked kind of offline if you will about what happens when Felipe or when uh, Felipe Gutierrez comes back but it's like well right now this lineup is so good and I think it just gives you a ton of options with I mean like the things that Gotti Kinda is bringing to this team on top of everything else um, I, it's hard to change things 913-3810-810 is the number again if you want to join us 913-3810-810. Alan Polito's here in the members club here, Chad. Yeah, there's a uh, Alan Polito chant going on right now. That's really cool. This is a new tradition that uh, I know Peter Vermees and, uh, and and the leadership of the Cauldron met earlier this week, I believe, and kind of uh, came up with this idea to bring, bring the players in here and, and have them speak after matches. And so this will be really, really cool to see the first time on Alan Polito on his debut. And what a home debut it was. What a great start to his career. Great, great speech. <laughs> very short, very sweet. Thanking the crowd. The designated player that has lived up to the hype. Ala Polito, two games, Ladies two goals. I mean, man in the match. Man, we'll get to that later. It's hard to argue that one. I don't know how you. Uh, yeah, he's got a, he's got two goals and an assist tonight. I mean, he's it's although Gattachina again has been a beast in two games. For well, and so so Ali and I were, were tweeting back and forth during the match about Gattachina, and I I'm, I could wax poetic about what we've seen, and will assuredly wax poetic about what we've seen out of Gattachina thus far, but um. But, I mean, Polito, so far, every bit what he was advertised to be. And, and, and worth two matches in, worth the money so far. All right, let's talk about Gotti Kina, though, real quick. Yeah. There's no way he sits. I when, don't know how you sit him. 
But I don't know what you do. Roger Espinosa got a goal tonight. Uh, and he was great. He's played in the World Cup. He's played in the Olympics. He's won multiple championships for I mean, Sporting Kings. He's played in the English been, Premier he's, League. He's received a standing ovation at Wembley when he was subbed off in a match. Actually, no, when he got a red card, he was he received a standing ovation at Wembley. I mean, like, the, the pedigree. And w- then what do you do? You and Ilya's been a rock for and this Ilya's team. been fantastic so far this season. So what I would suggest to Peter Vermees, which is stupid. Play 12 I know guys one, on the field. Can we do that? Well, that would be great. Okay. I know about one one millionth as much as Peter Vermees, but I'm going to go and yeah. push for the four-man rotation. I think you have to. And you keep him fresh well, the whole year. Well, and then you too. There, there's a five-man rotation, like, right. And Boos has been great when he's come in. Absolutely. Uh, but I think in the short term, Goodyear's, whenever he's healthy, is not going to be 90 minutes fit for at least at least three or four games, you right, would think. Right, right. So... I think when he is healthy, I think you got to try to do a four-man rotation and keep the guy, these guys fit. And I think at the end of the day, it's a big benefit that Sporting is not in the Champions League this year. You know, the Open Cup's not starting still for quite a while. If this team can stay healthy, it looks like they could do some real damage. I mean, that's the thing. Stay healthy. Staying healthy, obviously, the key. That was the biggest problem last season. For, for when, when things started to go bad, everybody got hurt at the same time. But on top of that... You've got a little bit of depth now that you didn't. You thought you had maybe last year, but it, it turns out you didn't. Um, and and now it feels like you know coming off the bench at some point is Gutierrez, at some point is Gianluca Busio, um, or or Gadi Kinda who now has two goals in two matches, or Kyrie Shelton. Daniel Shallowy hasn't played a minute yet this year. Is that right? I think that's right, right? I mean, so Daniel Shallowy hasn't played. And two years ago, he was this team's leading scorer. Um, you've got a Premier League starting center back on the bench working his way to fitness. And you've got Botan Baraf, who played, what, 15, 20 matches last season, maybe more? I mean, the, the depth, the, the known quantities coming off the bench is um, is game-changing. It, it allows you to do literally anything you want to. And to your point, not having to play in and Champions League and not having to wear out those legs is, is, a, is a giant plus. By the way, did Polito have two assists tonight? He might have, actually. We got a, we got a text that says not just the goal, but two assists. I assume that's talking about Polito. Let me pull up the... And, uh, depends on how they credited that last goal. Uh, let's look at it. He did? Oh, got his goal. Yeah, he does. He got two assists. Two assists <laughs> and a goal for Polito. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny. It's when you're in a smaller market like Kansas City, it's hard to get a number nine that's a dominant player. Sporting is brought in guys like Claudio Bieler, who are pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but Alan Polito seems like he could be legitimately, uh, you know, MLS MVP type guy, potentially. Now, you don't want to get too yeah, far ahead right. of yourself, but, but he's on pace for 34 goals. Right. I, like, I, it's early. <laughs> but that, I'm just going to say that in case it happens. Um, you know you what? Never let's, know. let's put that on him. Let's... Let's just say he's definitely going to score 34 goals. Well, you know, why don't we dream big? Yeah. 40 goals. That's the point of this, right? That's the minimum expectation uh, for Alan Polito because now he's made an appearance here in the members' club, uh, the Boulevard Brew House, or the Budweiser Brew House. Peter is on stage. Oh, well, let's go to Peter Vermees then in his post-game press conference. Peter, home opener, 4 0. He can't be much happier than that, I imagine. Just general folks on the game. Uh, I mean, it's, the, the game was a culmination of the, you know, the off-season training and the preseason preparation, and 
preparation the last couple of weeks while we're back in KC. The guys have a very good uh, level of concentration, and it's what you do when you're you prepare well and then you execute. Um, it was good today. Um, I'm, I'm I love the fact that we scored four goals, but I'm also really proud of the fact that we uh, got a clean sheet. You know, not giving up a goal is big. I think. Out of all the teams that played today up until now, I think we're the only ones that have a clean sheet, and that's a—it's uh, an important aspect of of, of, of being a, a solid team. And we got a lot of work to do, but we gave up—we scored a couple chances, especially late um, where they missed. But uh, all in all, we were we were pretty solid from front to back. A big part of that was you guys really kept possession for much of the game and much of Houston's half. Did you expect them to sit back as much as they did, and how did you guys? No, no, we expected them to press, and they actually did press a lot. Um, you saw on the goal kicks how high up the field they were. But uh, I thought the guys had a, you know, they were very brave. Uh, we talked about building out through that kind of pressure. It's never easy, but I thought that we were brave uh, in those moments. And we started to break them down, and then once we got into their half of the field, I thought, um, again, good choices, opened the game up, and, and we, you know, we made them have to, to, to chase the ball quite a bit. And we've seen Shelton start on this right wing these last two games, just offensively and defensively. Just what have you liked out of him so far? Uh, I thought I thought today's match for him was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure somebody else got the most valuable player, but what he did in the game, from end to end, set pieces, everything, just tremendous. He's a handful. Um, very, very uh, good performance by him again, and uh, you know gives a big help to the team. And I think does a lot of things that maybe sometimes get unnoticed. But I, I, I see them all, and you know the work ethic. Just, just that alone is incredible. Peter, could you just talk about the guys going for the jugular after you're up two goals at halftime? Yeah, when the second half started, we, you know, at halftime we talked about making sure that we don't let them back into the game, and 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 I think they made a good push early on in the second half. Not to say that we were flat or anything, because we weren't. I just think that they 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 went after it a little bit to see if they could try to get one in that first, you know, ten to fifteen minutes of the half. Um, we found a way to to, to start um, not only winning the ball back, but actually taking space uh, fast, which which I thought opened them up, and then the, the game opened up a little bit into a track meet, and then we started to get uh, possession again in their half, and then uh, there was obviously a couple of really good actions by us going on the counter, um, you know, with maybe just a little bit more luck, maybe we, we stick another one or two in. Uh, Peter, Polito and Kinda, um, even Shelton, after being away from a year, have, have integrated so well so quickly. How have they been able to do that, and, and where do you see the ceiling for this team offensively, given how well they've performed so far? Yeah, look, second game of the season, so I don't. Uh, I said this, uh, you know, last week, and I'll say it again. I'm, I'm not. Uh, you know, we got 30, 32 left uh, at this moment. So it was good performance tonight. It was good execution, um, good mentality, good attitude. I thought physically we were very good. Um, all those guys have indoctrinated themselves uh, well. I mean, they still have some some to go. Um, as much as I think all those guys. Uh, have done well on the attacking side. I can't say enough about their defensive uh, attitude and responsibility in the game. It's been top class. So uh, that's been a big help to the success of the team on the field um, thus far in two games. And um, we just we just have to recognize that and continue it. Polito's scored the first goal for 
for you in both games now. Can you talk about his impact that he's made uh, specifically in his movement um, in, in both phases of the game? It seems like that's really doing a lot for the team. Yeah, uh, again, very unselfish player, um, understands that he has a responsibility on the defensive side as well. Um, when you talk about building up in the game, he, he does such a great job of holding the ball off and finding himself uh, – uh, in tight little spaces that he can he can handle and doesn't lose the ball and actually draws a lot of attention and then is able to slip and find other players um, but it you can see you can see his um, creativity in and around the box it's tremendous he knows where everybody is um, and that's why other guys are, are finding opportunities as well um, and I think that hopefully is only going to get better with you know finding more and more uh, consistency with the guys in the field. And what would you say about Gadi Kinda's feel for the game? It seems like he knows where everyone is at in the buildup, and he gets a ball and he pings it out wide to Martinez. Just what have you seen from him in feeling the tempo, the rhythm, the buildup? He gets it. You know, he's one of these guys that's very instinctive, but he gets it. He just he just understands the game. Um, he can feel it when he has to. He knows how to take space. Uh, what I love about him the most is how positive he is. He just gets the ball and always wants to go forward. And I think that puts teams under pressure. Um, when you, when every time you get it, you want to go at him, uh, he, he just has no fear about the first uh, defender in front of him. And that, that puts another team under a lot of pressure. Coach, the impact off the bench in both the game against Vancouver and tonight has given this team an edge that is – a handful for a lot of these teams, both in Vancouver and tonight. How much of an edge does it give you having players like Joseph Fernandez, Eric Hurtado, and Gianluca Cabusio and just the quality that they bring? How hard does that make it for other teams? Well, I, I don't know about the other teams. All I know is that when you have those uh, kind of players with the quality that they have, what it does also is is it keeps everybody else in, on, the t on the team uh, in check because they know there's another guy waiting who has high quality as well. Raises the level in training, which then hopefully translates to the field uh, in the game, and and it's been doing that. So, uh, but again, as I said, it's early. We just it's a good performance tonight. Guys, guys worked hard um, physically. We're, we we look very good at the moment. We got to keep stretching that uh, and building that because we got to get stronger and stronger as the, as the season goes on. Did you get a chance to talk with your old friend Tab Ramos after the game? And yeah, just for say? yeah, just for a moment. Um, you know, I. He's a competitor. I'm sure he's, you know, uh, not the happiest at the moment, but um, I'll get a moment to talk to him somewhere. Obviously, 2019 didn't go how anybody had hoped, and this season's gotten off to the total opposite start. Was this sort of a statement to the fans here to say, hey, this is going to be a, a different year at all? Um, yeah, I, I don't really care about 19. I care about now. Um, as I said earlier, we worked very hard in the offseason. Uh Players did, staff did, ownership for sure. Um, and preseason was was tough. The guys worked hard, and it's all about making uh, a statement about who the team is now, not about anything else that has happened in the past because the only thing that we can affect right now is what's going on in front of us. And as I said to you, look, we got 32 games left. We've only played two. Uh, we got to take another step uh, next week. Very, very difficult opponent, obviously. Um, very good team, so uh, we got to get ready for that. And then Tim became the uh, club leader in regular season shutouts. Where does he stand among you know all-time sporting KC? KC was keepers in, in your mind. 
Yeah, uh, again, he's he's up there for sure. Um, uh, he, when it's a situation like it is now, where the defense in front of him is consistent, where uh, the team is healthy, um, it, it allows him to focus on the thing that he's good at, and that is stopping shots from going in the goal. When other things are happening and he has to make up for it, it, it can be a little bit of distraction. So uh, he's done well. He's done well for the club. Um, he, he needs to win a MLS Cup. Anything else? Thanks, everyone. Locker room's open. Okay, thanks. All right, Sporting KC manager Peter Vermees and his thoughts. Uh, you can tell, Chad, he's not dwelling at all on 2019 <laughs> and a disappointing season, but also not overreacting might to two. Not overreacting to two great games to start this season, and that's what Peter Vermees does. When things are going great, he doesn't get too high. When things are going badly, he doesn't get too low. Um, and that's kind of what I'd expect from him. But at the end of the day, two wins to start the season. Sporting now goes to Atlanta next weekend. Atlanta is also 2-0. Right. But Atlanta played expansion Nashville and nearly expansion Cincinnati, Cincinnati, you know, yeah, expansion that's a, that's a bad version team. two. That's a bad team, yeah. I mean, it's a road game, but with Joseph Martinez out, right? I, I think Sporting goes in there at least looking to get a point, if not more, next weekend. I I don't think anything's off the table. I mean, they, they, they beat Cincinnati today 2-1 at home, but... It wasn't like they were particularly dominant. I mean, you and I might have been able to suit up with nine other Atlanta players and defeat Cincinnati. I, I'm not saying that's potentially true, but like, I'm not it, saying it's not. Depends true. on where you hide us on the on the field. Put put me at attacking mid where I won't allow any goals. Well, I mean, like, okay, so I'll just run. I mean, yeah, where <laughs> you don't have to defend anybody. Yes, exactly. You don't have to, like, yeah, exactly. I got it. No, I'm 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 in. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for next weekend, though. That is the most winnable game in Atlanta since Atlanta came into the league. Yeah. For Remember, we did win down there already. Absolutely. But, but, but yes. this is more winnable. Totally agree. Um, well, I mean, you're looking at, I guess Columbus has a chance to get to a perfect six points. But, I mean, the, and I guess Colorado still has a shot to get the six points. But, I mean, it, it, you're talking about the two teams who are likely on top of the table. Come, come this time next week. Before when that match happens next Saturday. All right, Sporting KC wins 4-0 here in the home opener. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, we'd love to take your calls. Phone lines are open, 913-3810-810 is the number. You assume we're going to be able to hear anything. Yeah. Texting may be the better <laughs> option. Uh, so, again, call us at 913-3810-810, or you can text us, 913-912-4810. Again, the text line is 913-912-4810. Dave Orchard here alongside Chad Reynolds. Sporting KC wins 4-0 tonight in their home opener against the Houston Dynamo. And you're listening to the Final Whistle postgame show here on Sports Radio 810. The Man of the Match is presented by Central Bank. Do more with your money. Start your journey today at centralbank.net. Central Bank. Strong roots. Endless possibilities. Member FDIC. Welcome back to the Final Whistle Postgame Show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. You know, it was already announced here <laughs> in the Budweiser Brewhouse, Chad, that Alan Polito was the Sporting KC organization pick for Man of the Match. I think it's hard to argue that as yeah. we have our official Final Whistle Man of the Match. One goal and two assists 
for a number nine designated player coming to the league and living up to the hype. I think it's you could make a case for other guys, but I think it's hard to argue I'll, against Polito. I'll throw an idea at you, and, and I, it's kind of silly. I know I admit this, but but I mean, could you make a case for Peter Vermees for man of the match for going out and getting Alan Polito and Gotti Kinda? Could you make a case for the ownership group for saying? Hey, we'll spend the money to go out and get those guys. That you know, as Peter has said in the past, we haven't gotten there for whatever reason, and, and you know, and in times been real close and then decided not to. I you know, but but absolutely, man of the match on the field tonight, no question. Polito was fantastic. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number again. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten. Also, if you want to text us, the text line is nine one three. 912-4810. Again, 913-912-4810. Uh, we talk about Alan Polito. Uh, Polito with the goal and two assists after a goal last week. Chad, we got a text from Zach Cobb on the text line. How much of a luxury is it uh, for Sporting <laughs> KC to have a striker who can score without having everything go right for the goal to happen? I mean, um, I mean, it is a huge luxury for sure. Again, he he's he's going the other direction when he hits that ball. He's running away from goal, and he turns on it and picks out the corner. Um, I mean, he kind of almost took the ball off of Johnny Russell's foot, you know. Um, I, I in like a good way. Yeah, I. Um, it's a luxury, Zach. It's a luxury. All right, before we all have an interview in a moment, let's take a quick look, Chad, at the final stats tonight. Uh, Sporting Casey outshoots Houston 18 to 10. Shots on goal 7 to 1. I mean, that's really the stat of the game right there. Houston had one really good scoring chance. Yeah. If you call it a good scoring chance, it was a fingertip save by Tim Bailey yeah. early in the second half. I don't know if you saw Tim. Tim, I guess, gave a post game interview on the uh, on the on the television broadcast and said, you know, it's an honor to win this award, like the or to win to get the shutout record, but but it's it's not a it's not a goalkeeper reward. I didn't do anything tonight and I still got it. You know, so yeah, he didn't have much to do. Sporting was dominant. Uh, possession in favor of Sporting, 56% to 44. Did not even seem that close. Uh, passing accuracy, Sporting KC, 83%. to 44. That was it. Yeah, it was 61-39 at the half. So I think Sporting maybe took a little off the gas later in the game. Uh, it did feel like Houston came out hot early in the second half. Yes. Yeah, in, in the second yeah. half. I mean, yeah, yep. yeah, and then yeah, interesting. Uh, passing accuracy, 83% for Sporting, 76% for Houston. Uh, corner kicks, which apparently don't matter, 7 for Houston, yeah. 5 for Sporting KC. Yeah, but did any of them feel even remotely like... Not at all. Except the one Sporting scored on. Well, uh, that was headed, I mean, not I mean, out of danger I mean, by Houston. Houston. Yeah, Houston no, just didn't feel like they... Houston just didn't feel like they brought much to the table. Uh, duels won, 60 for Sporting, 48 for Houston. That is a stat that I love. Uh, usually, if there's a team dominating that stat, they win the game. And Sporting uh, dominating duels one tonight, 60 to 48. All right, Allie You win the win midfield, right? Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. Allie Trost will be joining us shortly. Uh, but she had an interview from the locker room with John Luca Busio, who came on as a substitute for Sporting KC late in the game. And the 75th minute for Gadi Kina. And right now, let's hear Allie's interview from the locker room with John Luca Busio. 
All right, Ali Trost joined by John Luca Busio after a huge 4 nothing win in the home opener against Houston Dynamo for Sporting Kansas City tonight. John Luca, you sub in, immediately make an impact and set up the play that then eventually leads to Kyrie Shelton's goal. What was your, you know, what was your instruction from head coach Peter Vermees going on in the on the field tonight? Yeah, um, like you say, just go out there and make an impact. You know, we were already up, I think, 3-0, I think. So, you know, just going out there and make an impact and go forward. He told me they were all in yellow. So, you know, if you attack them and they foul you, they'll get sent off. So just help the team in that way by going forward a lot. And that's what I did. Seeing how this team has started off this season, back-to-back wins, seven goals and just one conceded over that stretch. What's the difference this season? Uh, I think we just came in with different mentality. I think preseason, we were all ready. We knew what we had to do. And I think we have a lot to prove from, you know, coming off of last year. We have new guys who, you know, want to prove their, their quality. And, you know, I think they've all showed that. And I think the guys returning kind of have this this bad feeling about last year. So they kind of want to make up for it. So I think everybody came with mentality that, you know, we're not a team to play with anymore. You mentioned the new signings as well as the returning talent. How has the chemistry been building so far in just a limited amount of time? Yeah, um, I mean, as you can see on the field, it's been pretty pretty good connections, you know. Um, yeah, I think just the group of guys we've had for a while now, they're really good at bringing in guys. You know, when I was first coming in, they were really, really good, and it was easy for me to join. So I can just see with players like, you know, Allen and Gotti coming in, it'll be easy for them. You know, we are a great group of guys, and it only shows on the field. Speaking of Gotti and Allen, two goals in two games for each of them. I mean, what does that do in raising the level with this team and the, and the competition within position groups and just for this team? Yeah. What does it do? Um, I mean, it's, it's big. Like you said, it's competition. Every single player, you know, knows that they have somebody on their heels. So, you know, you got to play well or the next guy's up. And, you know, they've done a, a great job in the first two games of showing that, you know, they're here to play and they're here to stay and, you know, they're worth all the money that, they, that we spend for them. So I think it just brings a, it's a healthy competition to have. I mean, obviously you want to overstep the next guy, but, you know, it also all smiles when they do something good. Winning always feels good. How much fun is this for you right now? I have a great time here. I'm enjoying it a lot, you know. Uh, last year was difficult, so, you know, I'm taking advantage of every win we get this year. <laughs> all right, John Luca, thanks yeah. so much for the time. Thank you. All right, good stuff there from Allie Trost in the locker room with John Luca Busio, who came on as a substitute and uh, made an impact. It's funny, Chad, if you look at the bench for Sporting KC, there was times last year where Sporting couldn't even fill the bench. Right. And now you're looking at guys on the bench like Busio, Hurtado, Shallowy, that if you need a goal, and Sporting hasn't needed a goal in the game yet this year, but and Gerso <laughs> as well. Yeah. Uh, they could come in and really make an well, impact offensively. You're, you look at it this way. You're, you're, you're leading goal scorer three years ago, Gerso. You're leading goal scorer two seasons ago, Daniel Shallowy. And your leading goal scorer last season, Felipe Gutierrez, hasn't played a minute. And you're sitting too. I mean, there's a lot going on here where, where the depth, as you mentioned, is just it's it's reliable and 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 exciting. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten is the number if you'd like to join us again. Nine one three three eight ten eight ten, or you can text us nine one three nine one two four eight ten. Again, text us at nine one three nine one two four eight ten. Jeff has texted that the quote lads really enjoyed their football tonight. Which I think is correct if we're talking about an English Premier League squad. It's hard to argue with that, Jeff. But um, I, I do think sporting players did enjoy the match tonight. I would think the fans certainly did. Well, and I mean, you see the you, you see the reaction. You, you saw Alan Polito here in the in the the Budweiser Brewhouse with us, and you saw 
uh, the, the videos and the photos of Matt Beasler chugging beers with the cauldron. And then you hear you hear what Peter Vermees said. Um, I, I, I'm sure it didn't get picked up on, on the air, but Peter Vermees came in here and told this crowd, these guys all understand what it is to be sporting Kansas City players, and they did this tonight for you. And, yeah, so the lads definitely enjoyed it, and I think so did everybody in the stadium. And I don't think there's any, like, controversial gifts this week from Peter Vermees. I think everything was happy, you know. It's yeah. all, I didn't hear I mean, any trash talk from Tab Ramos and the Houston sideline, <laughs> as far as I know. I, I don't. Not that I saw. There was no talk about a cook-off. Yeah, there was no cook-off. Yeah, right. uh, the, so that's good. No, no, no cook-off challenge. That's good news. Ah. Uh. What a game. What a game. And what a great start to the season. I mean, we can't overstate it. For Sporting KC, who last year we kind of knew had the talent, but it wasn't able to all come together after the first six weeks or so of the season. Champions League certainly put a hamper on that. Injuries put a hamper on that. Here's my question for you, Chad. The offense looks good. Seven goals in two games. Do we feel like the defense is absolutely fixed? Is it too soon to tell? I know last year... We would have said that Fontes is a good player in MLS. Yeah. And it turned out throughout the season that our opinion changed on that. Um, what do you think about this defense? Is Puchet a guy you're 100% sold on, or is it a little too early? I, I think tonight was a bad match to look at it um, because I just didn't feel like Houston brought much to the table. Um, you know, I, I'm surprised a little bit about the way that Tab – uh, approached the match. He didn't. He didn't do nearly as much attacking and offensively as I would have hoped um, from Houston. But you know, um, they weren't challenged tonight. I didn't feel like the back line was challenged. They had a little bit of joy. Houston did early on in the match, going down Sporting's right side, Houston's left side at Graham Zusi and Kyrie Shelton, um, and then Sporting adjusted a little bit positionally, and that they took that away. So I, I, it's tough to, to gauge it, but. Maybe that just means that Sporting's making good adjustments. It's funny. I, you know, the defense struggled last year. I sort of thought going into this year we might see Graham Zussi and Luis Martins kind of flying up the field less and maybe staying back more, and that has not been the case at all. The defense has been better, but the fullbacks have still been aggressive going forward. Absolutely. And and, and, and Mar- Martins especially has been. Martins uh, had more passes in the final third last week than the entire Vancouver team. Oh, my gosh. I mean, like, so he, he's getting forward. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see his heat map again tonight. I think he does get forward a lot. And he, um, and, and Graham, I think, is getting forward less. Tactically, it makes more it makes more sense for him to get forward less. And we've seen the switch of Johnny Russell to the left side versus the right side and Kyrie Shelton on the right where it does feel a little bit like defensive cover um, for in front of Graham Zussi, that work rate that you know Kyrie Shelton's going to give. Um gives Graham Zussi a little bit of extra cover that allows him to overlap at the right times and also frees up uh, Luis Martins on the left side. Our good friend Connell McCord had a tweet tonight. I don't know if you saw it. He said, twice in Sporting KC franchise history, a first-year center forward, number nine, has scored their first two games. Wow. Nicholas Molnar, Claudio Bieler, both years Sporting KC went on to win MLS Cup. Wow. Toledo did it tonight. What I a stat, stat right? So, uh, Miklos Molnar, arguably my favorite. Uh, you, we've talked about this before. One of my favorite players to ever, ever wear a uniform for this club. The guy said he wanted to come in and lead the team in scoring and win MLS Cup, and he did, and he was just a clinical finisher, not unlike a little bit of what we're seeing so far from, from Toledo. 
Uh, Mike, I couldn't hear you. Who did you say you had the interview with? All right, let's take an interview with Ilya right now. Ali Trost had a chance to catch up with him in the locker room following the big 4-0 win, and here's Sporting KC's holding midfielder Ilya after the game. Talk to me about Polito's movement, uh, both in defense, what it means for you guys, and then uh, in the attack as well. Yeah. Off the ball, on the ball. I like that you ask me uh, also for the defensive side of him because uh, I think that uh, he's a great player in that aspect. Uh, He's aggressive. Um, He knows how to press and and when and and, uh, where. Um, He helps us a lot um, when he starts that pressing, and then um, he can win uh, some difficult balls of 50-50 balls uh, against the center back that that's huge for for the team in the in the build-up though attacking wise too. yeah I mean, I mean yeah. Uh, you can always find him he's always in great spots and also you can trust him uh, to keep the ball so uh, that's uh, very important for for the back line and also for for the midfield uh, try to find him uh, in, in those spots and also I think that uh, I was saying to to your colleague that uh, maybe the the difference between uh, last year and this year uh, is that we can score first. Um, we dominated the games last year, we dominated the games this year, but uh, if you score first, that put pressures on the other team and not uh, to your uh, defensive uh, back line. What is this movement to uh, pulling players out of, defenders out of position to, it kind of opens up other players like Gatti and uh, Johnny and yeah. too. That, that's uh, something that uh, we practiced a lot, uh, him coming a little bit uh, deep uh, with the midfield line and then opening that space in between and in behind uh, their center backs uh, for our wingers to take advantage of that. Uh, I think that uh, he always has uh, the goal in his mind and he always, when he's in the box also, he, he knows where is the goalie, where is the goal uh, and uh, he doesn't feel the pressure. So, um, great player for us uh, but uh, we are happy for the team too. 2019 obviously didn't go as you hoped. How important was it to make a statement in the home opener to the fans but also to yourself to say hey 2020 is going to be a different year uh, I mean uh, I think that w- what we have to do is uh, work every week try to get the result on the weekend and then forget about what we've done um, if we can get that and if we can do that um, also trying to forget last year's um, having it present to learn from, from what happened but um, I think that uh, these two wins at the beginning of the season uh, are very important not just for the team that we trust ourselves also for the environment around us that uh, start trusting again in the team so um, perfect six points but uh, we have to forget as soon as possible to focus on Atlanta. Did you feel the energy from the crowd as the game went on? And did yeah it's unbelievable uh, we knew it, eh? uh, no doubts about them, um, but uh, feeling it again, it's a great uh, sensation. I think that uh, we played with 12 men uh, tonight and that we will play uh, every single game here with 12 men. Um, you can give them just so little things that uh, they're, go- they're gonna cheer for you, they're gonna be with the team, so uh, I appreciate that so much, we appreciate that so much, and, and we keep encouraging people to, to come back and, and, and cheer for the team. Peter said that you all talked at halftime about not letting Houston back in the game. Just in what ways do you feel like that you all executed on, on the pitch? I mean, besides the We felt that uh, the first five, ten minutes in the game, they, they came with everything they had. Uh, so we knew that uh, the only option that they had in the 
second half was coming back again with five ten minutes very aggressive very strong uh, we think I think that we managed that uh, pretty well and uh, they couldn't score so at the end as the game was going on uh, we, we know that uh, we knew that uh, they were going to stop all right, there's Ilya's comments after the game. 4-0 win tonight for Sporting KC in the home opener. Ali Trost joins us now. Ali, it seems like that was a pretty happy locker room. Is that is that fair to say? All I'm going to say is that you do not want to be a Corona beer in that locker room right now. <laughs> not not a single one is safe. No, very, very happy locker room and a very happy Peter Vermees. Uh, after the game, watched him make his rounds and do a lap around the field, waving, clapping, you know, just really making sure the fans knew that their presence tonight was appreciated. And I, just a statement win. Seven goals across two games, concede only one. I mean, it seems like this team at this point is nearly unstoppable and a lot of positives to build on, which is really exciting. Yeah, I think we all felt like Sporting Casey had a chance to bounce back this season, but what they've done the first two games is almost more than you could hope for. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, what more could you ask for to see two huge acquisitions in the offseason come in and immediately make an impact? It just completely raises the tempo for every other player. I talked with John Lucabuzio in the locker room about how important it is to have that player competition, and it does truly make everyone better. And that's something that this team didn't really have last season. They didn't have um, that competition where, you know, each player was really raising the standard for the other players on the team. Um, just so to see that and then the depth of the team, the chemistry that they already seem to have built and how quickly players like Alan Polito and Gotti Kena have acclimated so well, not just with this team, but with the league as well, is just, again, exciting and another huge positive to build on. I feel like this team will only get better as the season progresses. Well, Ali, you missed it. Peter actually came over here right after the post-game press conference, and he stood up there on the bridge, and, he, and he, he addressed the crowd, and he said, first off, the guys did this for you tonight. They did this for the fans because every single guy in that locker room understands what it means to be a sporting Kansas City player. And you can you can almost hear the uh, just the buy-in Peter has in his players more this year than he did last year. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, the players don't forget what happened last year. For me, in the press conference was like, look, 2019 was tw 2019. This is 2020 now. But in talking with both Busio and hearing from Elie and other players, not just after this game, but even leading up to this season, they don't forget what happened last year. They know that that is not the, the standard for Sporting Kansas City. It's not the standard that they have for themselves as professional soccer players. And I think it's given them a bit of a chip on their shoulder and this kind of proven attitude going into the season. Well, and it's really cool, too, because it, it looks like, it feels like through two matches that Kinda and Polito have both not only fit in tactically, but have just fit in to the way the team acts. You know, I mean, they, they, they've clearly bought in. And I, and I, I know for a fact... Kinda has struggled a little bit with the acclimation to the United States and yeah. and the lifestyle and everything. I mean, this is so literally foreign to him. Um, well, he hasn't struggled on the field, but he hasn't very struggled much. on the field, which is the most important. Right? But right. you know, I read a great story about you know how the second that Gotti 
Atlanta, the United States, for me, was like, we're putting him up with Roger Espinoza. Yeah. Roger Espinoza is the glue of this sporting Kansas yeah. City team. So happy to see him score that goal tonight. He's a player whose efforts on the field, you know, can't always be, you know, seen on the stat sheet. But, man, what he brings to this team, not just on the field and the effort, but off the field and in his efforts to really unite this team and make everyone feel at home. Well, and he's, he's the guy. He's not the... He's not the captain. Matt Beasler's the captain. Matt Beasler's the leader. Roger Espinoza is... He's the culture captain. The, exactly. He's like the glue. He's, yeah, he's, yeah. The, he's almost the heart in a lot of ways. He just yeah. he keeps everything beating. And, uh, and and putting Gotti in that room with him. And I actually talked to Roger a little bit about this down in Arizona the day Gotti arrived. Uh, first off, Gotti was shell-shocked. I mean, absolutely shell-shocked. I can't even imagine. And, and we, we, we literally asked him, we're like, is your head spinning? And he just, like, stared blankly at us because the idiom doesn't doesn't follow right. for him and and he just he was so excited to get out on the field and play real soccer and you can see that in the way he plays we actually got a video here that that I, i'm literally i've watched four times right now already of Gotti's first sway oh post-match my gosh. and and the, the joy <laughs> that is on his face it's going to be going on the sporting social account here very soon but the joy on Gotti kinda's face looking up at the crowd and enjoying his first post-match sway is just like Man, that guy is so bought in and so happy to be here. How, part of how much do you compare that to Latif Blessing? Yeah. It seemed very similar, right? And, and not just in the joy, like that pure joy, I mean, smiling from ear to ear, but even a little bit in the style of play and just how much energy they bring to the field. Gadi Kinda is a player who... A, an opposing team is going to have a really hard time preparing for because not only can he just change direction so quickly, I mean, his ability to, tra- to transition from one side of the field <laughs> to the other is unmatched. And he brings some of that, that high tempo, high energy, hard to defend quality, you know, those qualities that Latif Blessing brought to Sporting Kansas City, but almost to an entirely different level. Well, you and I were tweeting about it, tweeting back and forth about it during the game. You said body on a swivel, head, of, head on a swivel. And I said his his... His ability to change pace and change directions, and then with the ball is unmatched in MLS. And it's it is it's it's Latif like, but it's it's if Latif had played in the center the center of the park for Sporting rather than wide, and maybe with more of us just a natural soccer innate brain yeah. on his on his shoulders. Not, Latif's a smart soccer player. Gotti sees the game innately it, differently. And there was one play in particular that really stood out to me, and it wasn't like anything huge, but. He played the ball, I believe it was to Elie, and then just quickly, like, hit it off to him, circled around Elie, and then was on the receiving end of Elie's next pass. I mean, that's just, you know, again. It wasn't a wall pass. It wasn't a wall pass. He literally, you know, had to make the effort to get all the way around Elie, and then opened up the field and and was able to transition the game in a way that a team could not have prepared for. The Houston Dynamo looked completely shocked after it happened. Well, both of his goals, and I actually really want to go back and watch tonight's, like, nine times, because both of his goals so far this season are almost like they totally lost that guy. Like, the other yeah. team forgot he was there or lost him. And those He's very elusive in that yeah. way. You can't, again, he's just, it's the way that he positions himself on the field and then having the speed to adjust so quickly on the fly, it's it's really hard for an opposing team. All right, here's the question, Allie. What happens in the midfield when Felipe <laughs> Gutierrez is healthy? I wrote this down. I'm not kidding. To pose in a, in a, on a podcast I'm doing later this week, 
You know, it's hard because Elie Sanchez is a player that you cannot sleep on what he brings to this team. The ability that he has to slow the game back down, to keep Sporting Kansas City in control when an opposing team is kind of putting on the pressure. He is, you know, we talk about Roger being the glue guy of the locker room. He is the glue of the field. I mean, he yep. is the epicenter that kind of just keeps the entire game, like, centralized, and he is what everything goes through, moving forward, moving side to side. It's going to be it's going to be a tough competition out there. Yeah, we were, we were, I, I've, I've got a theory that Goody starts no matter what. Yeah. And, and so the question comes but down. He to, just starts no matter right what right now. Yeah. So like, the question to me came down to who do you who do you want to rotate between those three? And now it's like, well, who do you want to rotate between those two? Yeah. Because I, I do think it's a conversation between Roger and Ilya right now, and it might just depend on who you're playing and how you want to attack them. Exactly. But I'm with you. I think Ilya is is Ilya the, the Ilya we've seen thus far this season is invaluable. Yes. I'm I'm a, a gigantic Roger Espinosa stan all the time forever. I mean, that guy what he's brought to this club in heart and effort for years and now that his game has has matured so much over the last like three or four seasons. The, the little things that people don't see while he still has the motor to do the things that everybody does see. Right. Um, it's like you got a bunch of irreplaceable guys out there, and Gotti's putting himself in that conversation. Well, and Sporting's not changing their formation. So then <laughs> Un- it's a matter but, but then, but it's a matter can you keep Roger fresh the whole year by only having him play two-thirds of the games or three-quarters of the games or whatever? Well, and then, and then Peter came out this week and said, is going to start soon. And so it's like, well, where? How? Where? There's where so many spots. You guys only have so many players on the field. How do you – and that – but, again, it's a beautiful problem yeah. to have. The depth on this team is actually, I think, what's going to down the stretch make them an even more competitive and difficult team to play because look at tonight. When you are an opposing team and you've got Gerso Fernandez, Eric Hurtado, <laughs> and John Luca Busio all subbing on, and they're able to keep that momentum going for sporting and then add an entirely different look in their way that they play as individuals, it's just – They've got a great problem right now. And, and, and Johnny Russell, let's let's talk about it. Johnny Russell has no goals, no assists thus far in the season. And I didn't. I think he was. I think he was much better tonight than he was last week. I think he was a little invisible, and it almost looked like he wasn't a hundred percent sure of his role on the left wing yeah. versus the right wing yet. Um, and he was much more active tonight. And it's like, wow. So Johnny Russell hasn't hasn't found the score sheet. Gerso's now on it. Daniel Shallowy hasn't seen the field. I mean, we were, there's so many talented players who aren't seeing minutes, and it's like, that's a great problem to have. Well, if you would have told me in the first two games Kyrie Shelton would be way more impactful than Johnny Russell, I would not have believed it, but that's sort of been the case. And, and the effort that Kyrie brought tonight, not even just up top, but on defense, there were so many times, I think, the one play that stands out in my mind, he's all the way back, right outside of Sporting Kansas City's box, does a beautiful tackle, gets the ball, plays it up to John Busio, who then plays it up to Alan Polito. And I mean, just... And that was like uh, the 80-something or other yeah, minutes when he's still hustling. And he's still hustling. And Vermees said in the press conference tonight, he goes, I don't know, you know who was named MVP of the match, but he was like, Kyrie does a lot of things on the field that go unnoticed, but he goes, they, he said, they don't go unnoticed by me. And uh, not for nothing, Kyrie Shelton two years ago doesn't score the goal he scored tonight on, on the two touches like that. I, yeah. I, I just... The, the year in the Bundesliga, even though he was hurt for part of it, has changed his mentality. It's changed his confidence, and you yeah. can see it. And I talked to him about that at media day this last week, and I asked him, I go, look, 
a lot of players are, and people who have seen you play so far this year with sporting have said, you look like a different player. Right. And I go, what happened? What did you do? And he said, he spent so much time on the ball. He said, you know, he did have a difficult time over in the Bundesliga with the injuries he dealt with, not necessarily getting as much time on the field. So he said he took that as an opportunity to really work individually and, and just the touches on the ball. You can even tell it's he's so much more refined. And that's exactly what was missing in 2018. He's got the physicality still. He's got the effort still. And now coupled with this, you know, refined and tactical approach, he just looks outstanding. All right, let's take a time out. We still have a lot to get to, including interviews with Tim Melia and Sporting KC captain Matt Beasler. Sporting KC, a huge 4-0 win tonight in the home opener against the rival Houston Dynamo. And we'd love to take your calls as well. If you want to join us, phone lines are open. 913-3810-810 is the number. Again, 913-3810-810, or you can text us, 913-912-4810. Again, if you want to text us, 913-912-4810. Sporting KC, dominant 4-0 win tonight in the home opener against Houston. And you're listening to the Final Whistle Postgame Show here on Sports Radio 810. Sports Radio 810 WHB, Kansas City's exclusive home for Sporting Kansas City. Welcome back to the Final Whistle Postgame Show here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Dave Borchardt alongside Chad Reynolds. Allie Trost joining us here for the final segment of Sporting KC. 4-0 win over the Houston Dynamo. All right, guys, if you could pick one team in MLS to be 4-0, <laughs> I think I'd still pick Houston. What do you think? Is, who's, who's your top team? Uh, can I just merge Houston, Seattle, Salt Lake? Is Into one the- team? And actually, Ooh. honestly, I was going to even throw Minnesota in the mix now. Know, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Could we just, the entire Western Conference. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. We didn't name a single Eastern Conference team. So. By the way, Seattle is losing right now. Let's go. Uh, about an hour into the match to Columbus. Columbus and, might be pretty salty, by the way, guys. Yeah. It's early. I, 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 but just watching them, they might be salty. And Peter brought this up as well after the game. Sporting, as of right now, is the only team with a clean sheet so far in this week's game. That's a good point. So, yeah. you know, again, you look at what they're able to do offensively, but defensively as well, getting back to the ways of 2018 where you did see them close out a lot of games in, in that same fashion. I'm excited. I'm excited. We were talking earlier about Atlanta next week. I'm excited to go up against an offense that's dynamic. Yeah. I, th- that's the thing that's going to challenge this this team. So, I mean, because, look, we know they can score goals now. Right. We know they can create chances. So now the challenge is. It's like the Chiefs. <laughs> it is. <laughs> can the defense hold up yeah. and do their part yeah. with a lethal offense? If, if, if that will happen, if the defense is what, what it has been for the first two matches, go down there. Don't, just give up one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be really, really But excited. is Atlanta that good of an offense without Joseph Martinez? I think I don't know. Barker's a really good player. And, he, and he's figuring it out. But, but I mean, no, they're not. They're not the same without Martinez. Oh, yeah, it's funny you the- say that because I was thinking that Sporting's defense would get better throughout the year like the Chiefs, but now it seems like maybe they're already good. Yeah, yeah. well, and, and I've been very impressed uh, with Roberto Gucic just early on. Luis Martins, uh, you know, just building off of what he already was doing well last season, combining really well on the wing with Kyrie Shelton. And so I just think that, you know, again, as the team builds that chemistry, builds that confidence in one another, this is a team that truly is going to get better game in and game out as long as they can stay healthy. 
All right, let's, uh, before we get back to the interviews, let's look at some scores from around MLS. Uh, today, New England 1 1 home draw against Chicago. Real Salt Lake 1 1 home draw against the Red Bulls. Lots of ties today, which Lots is fine. Lots of ties. You know, that's fine for sporting. We'll take ties all day. Uh, FC Dallas 2 2 against Montreal, who looks to be quite a bit better this year. Uh, DC United 2 1 over Miami. Are we going to go ahead and say that Miami's not going to have a great expansion? I'm going to guess season? they're not pretty good, yeah. Yeah, okay. they're not very good. All right. Uh, Toronto FC 1-0 over New York City FC. Atlanta, as we mentioned, 2-1, home win over Cincinnati. Atlanta's 2-0, but they've beaten Cincinnati, and they've beaten Nashville. That's two not amazing wins. So we'll find out next week uh, what Atlanta is without Joseph Martinez. Uh, Minnesota, I think we know at this point, is pretty good. Yeah. Five to two win over San Jose. Sporting has seven goals in two games. Minnesota has eight goals in two games. Is, are people have people figured out Almeida's system? Did, did a year in MLS and a year of film give other coaches a chance to figure out Almeida's system? Because think about how much better Sporting was the second match against San Jose last year, even on the downswing of the season, than they were when they just got, I mean, manhandled in San Jose early in the year. Well, it's a weird system, too, right? It's Nobody plays system, like that. But it's a yeah. weird system that doesn't give up goals, and they've given up seven goals in two matches. Yeah. It does seem like there's something that's been figured out. Also, in that game, old friend Iko Parra yeah. just a beautiful head ball yeah. goal. And I, watching it, I was like, you know, plenty of opportunities and plenty of people who can score now on the Sporting KC team. But, man, I know. miss Iko Parra in a corner kick situation when he's on your team. Yeah. Uh, Colorado also wins tonight 2-1. to one. They're the other team now with six points in the West. Western Conference. Colorado. Have you seen what they're doing offensively? Colorado, I was going to say, they made a charge the last six weeks yeah. of last year. It looks like they're, if nothing else, they're a legitimate playoff contender this year. I, I really, really, really like Diego Rubio in that system. Yeah, it works. Yeah. He plays underneath. He gets, he receives the ball. It's, it's fun to watch right yeah. now. You know, all last year, <laughs> I kept bringing up, bringing it back to our team last year because it was missing from Sporting. Yeah. In addition, Ico Parra being missing last year, but Diego Rubio's a very good player. Yes. And he did a lot of great things when he was with Sporting Kansas City. I'm happy to see him doing well with Colorado, but yeah, I'm with you. Last season, there were a couple times where not only I think Diego Rubio, but Kyrie Shelton was even missed last year. Absolutely. A great, a great addition in the offseason. Underrated how good Kyrie is in the locker room too, because he's just—he's such a chill dude. He's so cool. He's just—you can't not like the guy, and so he's just kind of a, yeah. I mean, I, I think I don't—I don't want to say that it was a bad locker room last year, but it just didn't seem to have the same cohesiveness that this team already does. Just yeah. talking to the guys. Well, and I think you know, obviously, things when the team's winning, it's easy to right. be very happy. But I think last season, when things do go bad, I have more confidence in this current locker room being able to kind of get through those times in a different way. Absolutely. All right, other games tonight in MLS, LA Galaxy, Vancouver, no score, about 70 minutes gone in that one. And Seattle, as we mentioned, losing 1-0 to Columbus, 73rd minute. Uh, a couple games tomorrow as well. Uh, Portland hosting Nashville. I can't imagine that Portland doesn't get a good result in that one. And LAFC hosting Philadelphia uh, could be a good game there. And again, sporting back in action next Saturday, 6 o'clock at Atlanta. Uh, 913-3810-810 is the number if you want to join us. Again, 913-3810-810. Or join us on the text line at 913-912-4810. More interviews still to get to here, and let's go back to those right now. Uh, Let's start with Sporting KC goalkeeper Tim Melia, who's now the all-time leader for Sporting KC 
46 shutouts in his career is a new Sporting KC franchise record. And we'll get Tim Neely's thoughts here after tonight's 4-0 win. Great start. Right? I think more so tonight, uh, our effort all over the field. We were smothering every play. Uh, we were relentless in our effort of pressing, uh, how we were shifting. Sorry, Everywhere we were tonight was, was just phenomenal. I, I think it's a really good building zone. Um, I thought everyone played really well. Uh, Allen and Kyrie, for me, were exceptional tonight. Their effort all over the field, defensively coming back. I mean, Kyrie's back in the 18, covering plays. But all in all, it's, it's a performance we should all be very proud of. Out of. Um, it's the second game, so it doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, we're definitely stepping in the right direction, but uh, I think you can see the work that was put in the offseason from everyone, and now we just need to build off these performances. Tim, Peter said that what was even more important than scoring four goals tonight was getting that clean sheet. Defensively, this team went through some adversity last season, especially with injury, but seeing where they are now in just two games, how motivating is it to see where this team can go this season, not just offensively, but defensively as well? Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's the second game, so we still have a long way to go, but uh, we're, we're the building blocks we're putting in place right now are going to be really important in the latter points of the season. Um, our shape in the back, you know, how we're winning aerial duels, how we're just not giving away opportunities. Uh, in Vancouver, the only opportunities they really had, minus the goal, was shots from far out. So I think if we can maintain that and keep balls away from the 18 and shut down all their chances, it's a positive thing. You uh, surpassed a couple of sporting legends tonight. Are you going to get a, a text in your phone here in a couple of minutes from Jimmy Nielsen or Miola? Who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and as we mentioned, Tim Neely is setting the franchise record now. 46 shutouts. He was tied with Jimmy Nielsen, and now he's just... Five saves from tying Tony Miola for most saves in franchise history. Uh, guys, your thoughts on Tim Melia. What a success story, by the way. I was at the game where he got the surprise start. Most people in the stands didn't know who he was. And now he's going to go down as one of the best, <laughs> if not the best goalkeeper in franchise history. Most people in the in the, the league didn't know who he was. Most staffs didn't know who he was. He was... He was the guy that came in as the third keeper when you needed a guy to train. And still most the most humble person. I mean, he right. deflects any sort of, like, praise that you give him. I mean, anytime he has any sort of accomplishment and you are you try to talk about it in an interview with him, he'll immediately give the credit to somebody else. I mean, just a class act on and off the field, always striving to be better, and really anchors that defense. I mean, when... Uh, Houston was putting on a lot of the pressure tonight and a lot of the balls being played back. Those are some dangerous situations. And just the, you know, the touch that Tim Melia had on the ball and being able to distribute it as cleanly as he was able to out of the back, I think was really important, especially early on for this team. Well, and all the things that were, were knocks on his game early on, both, both when he was a league pool keeper and when he became a, he wasn't that good with distribution. He wasn't that good with his feet are, are, are like, absolute strengths of his game now. And yeah. I mean, if you, you ever watch... Okay, so goalkeepers are always the first guys out on the pitch for training every single day. Tim Mealy is the first of the first guys out there. I mean, he's 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 the proverbial first in, last out kind of guy. And, um, I mean, if you know him out, off the field, he's just as, again, kind of like Kyrie Shelton, just calm, even-keeled, to your point, almost like humble to a fault yes you're just like no just say that it is except yeah. that you did something really well yeah i'm really happy with my career no you know it's like <laughs> my, the guys have made my career he said he, he said tonight on the post-game interview on the on the, uh, the television broadcast it's cool to set this record for shutouts but like 
goalkeepers get the shutout stat, but look at tonight. I didn't do anything, and I got a shutout. You know. Yeah. And By the way, I know we talked last week about new rules in MLS this year. Seattle just had a penalty kick saved by Columbus. Taken back? The goalkeeper was off his line, and it was reviewed. And now Seattle is about to take another penalty kick, which we're not allowed technically to do live play-by-play of that happening. So I'll wait, you know, a second after it happens here uh, as Seattle now does get the equalizer after their second penalty kick in the last minute. Uh, that's, a little, that's a rough go for Columbus. Yeah. He's afraid to leave that foot the, the second time there. He, he stutters on the... Uh... Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and it's... Uh... The new rule's weird, too, because it's one foot on the line. I actually really like it as a goalkeeper myself, but, yeah, but it's, I... it's, it changes your footwork so much. Well, and, He's and off can... again. <laughs> but you can see how that definitely got in his head that second yeah. go around. And that's something, I mean, you know, there's a, a few new rule changes, but that's one that you got to be down, have down pat going into a game situation. All right, we know the defense struggled last year for Sporting KC. It's off to a much better start this year. Just one goal allowed in two matches. Uh, Sporting KC Matt Beasler also spoke after the game, and he, here's his thoughts after Sporting's 4-0 win. And Peter said the shutout might have been more important than scoring four goals in this game. You got some new guys with the Poonchech on the back line, but um, do you guys feel like this unit's going to really come together and, and be sort of a dominant defensive unit? It looks like for the first couple games, you guys are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, winning's the most important thing, so doesn't really matter if it's a shutout or if we score five goals. Uh, as long as we win the game, that's what we're focused on. Yeah. Amelia breaks the club record for clean sheets. Oh, really? You played behind him. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, regular season clean sheets. You played behind him or in front of him for a while now. What, what, is, what is it like to play with him behind your back? He's got your back. For me, he's the best goalie in the league. He's, he's still underrated somehow. Um, so quick. Uh, you know, he's gotten better every year with his you know, positioning, decision making, uh, his ability to play with the ball at his feet. I mean, it, it completely changes the way that we want to play and the way that we can build out of the back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge part of our team, and um, it's always nice knowing you have a guy like that behind you. And then Polito's movement, I know a lot's made about him offensively, and he scores the goal, and he, he set up a goal tonight, but defensively, what does he do at the, at the tip of the spear, the tip of your press, to help kind of alleviate things for you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know necessarily if it's his movement. I just think he's he's a goal scorer, and he his his awareness you know, in and around the box is whether it's natural or, or what. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like he's got he's got eyes in the back of his head. He knows exactly where the goal is uh, just by feel. Um, you know, it doesn't take him much. He can turn and shoot, and he knows exactly where where the corners are. So. I think that was on display with his goal. How about his pressing, though, from the top? What does that What does that do for the team's defense? Um, yeah, I mean, he's the one who initiates our press, so uh, it's, it's his decision of when to go and when not to go. Um, he can't go every time, and he can't sit back every time. So he's got to make the decision when he feels that it, that it's right and the space is right for him to him to start um, engaging the, the center back, and that's a trigger for us to uh, for the midfielders to start stepping up and for the guys in the back to be ready. All right, Sporting KC captain Matt Beasler after tonight's big 4-0 win. Sporting KC now, guys, 
15-3-7 all-time in home openers. 5-1-5 under Peter Vermees. The only loss that bad game a couple oh, years yeah. ago to New York City FC where there was a lot of new players. They hadn't really gelled yet. It was so cold. Too. Oh, and it was cold tonight. It was so much better. It was amazing weather. So this is this is this guys. This was my 14th home opener. Man, you're old. Wow. I know. I've been here a you're long old. time. Don't expose your age on air. No kidding, right? <laughs> it's only my third. Yeah, yeah, right, Dave. Uh, Dave, you were around for like nine of those. Um, that's true. Yeah. But what uh, you didn't say is that you were only 14 years old in that yeah, first that's a good point, in yeah. that first year. No, but I mean, this was my 14th home opener. As an employee at Sporting, and I don't ever remember a match close to this beautiful. I mean, we're we're still sitting here in the brew house. All of the garage doors are open. Um, it's gorgeous, and and I, I was telling Dave earlier, this is a massive crowd here tonight, and they were fired up. Um, and I think the five-month layoff. I mean, the, the weather and everything was amazing, but the five-month layoff and the hype and the way they went out and won last week yeah. and the way that Polito has come in and not been a, a diva, he's been a guy who is going to work hard, and you hear that. The way that Kyrie Shelton has come back, the way that Gotti Kinda has worked his way in, and it's like, it's just really hard not to like that locker room right now, and that makes it a whole lot more fun for the fans. And I mean, people were hyped. Yeah, and something that I think is really interesting and something that Vermees has talked a lot about in this offseason is the talent identification team that they've assembled here with Sporting Kansas City. The, you know, the investment that they put in that, both financially and in terms of making sure they have talented people going out and finding that talent. What you're seeing now is not just, you know, a team that went out and spent money on a good soccer player. They went out and spent money on the right talent yeah. for this team. I mean, it's it's the reason they're fitting in so well isn't just, you know, an accident. It was by design, and it was, you know, a carefully thought-through process. They had their eyes on Alan Polito even before he finished last season as the leading goal scorer in Liga Mekki. It wasn't, you know, something that they just, oh, he's a good player. we got to go sign him because he's going to score goals. No, this was a thought-out process. They spent their time finding the right players, and it is paying off big time. Somebody somebody told me that there were tweets calling Polito the Mexican Mahomes. Oh, oh night, Which is like, well, hang on now. That's going to be on a T-shirt sold at right? KC next week. <laughs> right. But, like, in terms of his humbleness and, and and his you know i mean it's it yeah so far he's signed every autograph he's taken every picture he's done everything right on the field and off um he's got a ridiculous black ferrari that up until like three days ago was parked here at the stadium but like yeah, it's black so it's unassuming um but no <laughs> i don't think like, any ferrari's unassuming no, no, but, it's that's not, cool. but but it's like he's that guy who's got that incredible car but also he couldn't be more chill you know, it's yeah. yeah. No, he's been very, very, I think, welcomed by not just the fans, but the players as well because of how he's come in and just acted and worked like a professional on and off the field. And, you know, from this first press conference that he did, I mean, he said his goals were to be, you know, to get Sporting Kansas City an MLS Cup, to score goals, and he's delivering on, you know, he's putting them in great position to do that. The story I've been telling about Polito thus far, it, it, so a lot of people know or may not know that, that my day job, I'm the, I'm the creative director at Sporting, so I direct photo shoots, I direct video shoots. I, the very first time we met Polito, he came in, and we're doing the photo shoot, and he walks up to me in the middle of it, and he goes, Chad, put, put, puts his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, Chad, are you getting what you need from me? Wow. And I'm like, I don't even know how to respond to that, because I've done this a long time, and nobody does that. Like, I don't, I mean, nobody is that, and he just, he cares that much about 
being right. It, it's yeah, cool. It's, that's that's the kind telling. of guy he is. Yeah. yeah, no, that's cool. And I think, too, you know, this is a player who also wanted to come to MLS. This was a dream of his, and he's getting to live out that dream. And I think, I mean, can we just talk about how great this is for Sporting Kansas City, a club located in Kansas that, you know, historically hasn't always had the easiest time of maybe appealing to some of those players because of, you know, not having the draw that an L.A. or a New York would. But that's just a credit to the system Peter Vermees has put together here and how great of a job he's done running this ship. And well, and you, you talked to you earlier about the, the talent identification. Santiago Hirsig, who played here under Peter Vermees, was the key part in getting Alan Polito here. And so that's a really cool story, too, that Santi was able to go and say, Yes, you want to come to MLS, but this is where you want to come. And then to say nothing of Winston Reed, who we barely even mentioned, right. or Puchitz, or, you know I mean? And Gadi Kinda coming over from Israel. Like, this is where you want to be. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, let's hear from Alan Polito. He spoke to the media after the game as well. And let's get the thoughts from Sporting Casey's new number nine, who has two goals in his first two games. Alan, first game in Kansas City with the fans, the atmosphere, how, how did it feel to be out there and, and get a goal so quick? Este primer partido acá enfrente de la afición, esta afición de la casa. ¿Cuáles son tus sensaciones de estar compitiendo enfrente de ellos? Bueno, la verdad muy contento. Sabíamos que bueno era un partido muy bueno porque estábamos jugando en casa y gracias a Dios pudimos sacar el resultado que bueno que buscamos en la semana. Yeah, obviously we came into it knowing that it was going to be a very, very tough result. Uh, but ultimately, uh, through the hard work, we were able to pull out a, a great result. What were your expectations for the crowd, for the energy, and how do you feel now having seen how many people were in the stands and, and how energetic they were? ¿Qué esperabas de la afición en términos del ambiente, de lo que ellos podían traer, y cuál ha sido tu reacción al ambiente de hoy? Pues bueno, realmente... Por ahí tenía buenos buenos comentarios, ¿no? De que era una buena afición, pero pero bueno, yo creo que superó superó eso, ¿no? La verdad que el apoyo se sintió desde que empezamos y, y eso es fundamental, tener siempre un respaldo de, de toda esa gente que viene a apoyar y yo creo que lo mejor de todo es que le pudimos pues bueno, regalar este triunfo a todos ellos y, y yo en lo personal un gol, mi primer gol aquí en casa. Yeah, uh, well, we we came into it uh... I came into it knowing that I'd been hearing so many great things about the fans, uh, all the energy, and obviously, yeah, tonight from the first minute uh, until the last, they were engaged, and this is a really important thing to have in general, is to have feel that the warmth of the fans, to feel that they're uh, behind us, and... De que lo más importante, pues bueno, que pude marcar gol, y, y bueno, gracias a que el apoyo de ellos, lo pudimos, lo pudimos obtener por un resultado hacia ellos. Yeah, and uh, thankfully today, uh, with the crowd's help, I was able to give them a goal, which was very, very special. Alan, you've, you've started the season two goals, three assists. Just could you imagine a much better start to the season? Eh, has empezado la temporada con dos goles y tres asistencias. Puedes imaginarte un principio de temporada mejor. Sí, bueno, la verdad que eh, primero es lo que lo que he trabajado, ¿no? Yo creo que he trabajado muy bien eh, todas las partes para que llegara este momento. Me siento, me siento muy contento de empezar así en la temporada, pero, pero bueno, tengo que seguir con la misma mentalidad, eh, trabajando día a día para, 
para seguir obteniendo estos estos triunfos y, y estos y estos partidos. Yes, this is all uh, the, the benefit or the end product of a lot of hard work, and uh, it is it does feel really great, you know, to have started the season on right foot. However, uh, I have to just continue this line of work and continue working my hardest uh, to continue bringing in these types of results. All right, Alan Polito, the goal scorer tonight, ends up getting the game-winning goal. Uh, I know I was joking a little bit earlier, Chad, about Polito being on pace for 34 goals. <laughs> but uh, seriously, what do you feel like? And 34 this? assists. Well, right. Uh, what do you feel like is his upside, guys? I mean, are we looking at a guy that's a legitimate MLS MVP candidate? Is it too early to say that? What do we think? I don't think it's too early at all. I think he's absolutely proven in just two games that he's worthy of being in that conversation. And I also don't think 34 goals is too far off <laughs> at this point. That'd be amazing. I, I, I don't think the assists, I mean, that, that's never been part of his his history he's been a goal scorer but he's never been a, a great creator and maybe it's the system i mean both assists tonight were effort assists yeah. uh, the, 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 on rogers goal it's polito goes for a dangerous i mean you know almost collision diving header um arguably gets fouled if roger doesn't put that away there's yeah there, that would have i think yeah. absolutely gone back yeah. there's a shout that. for a penalty but um i i don't i don't know i um I, God, I think he can score 25 goals in this league. I mean, I think it's there. I mean, he's off to two for two. That's a good start. 25 is a lot. But That's a lot. I know, I know. But looking at the goals he scored, one one's a really just a clean clinical finishing or finisher's header. And then the one tonight, again, I can't get over the fact that he's running away from the goal. Hits that ball across his body and just picks out a corner. Yeah. Those are those are goal scorers' goals. I mean, that's. Well, you think he might also get more chances per game as the season goes on? Because right now he's scoring with two chances every game, right? <laughs> well, and that's what I was going to add was that you know you look at what this team's been able to do again in just two games. We have a small sample size to go off of here, but the amount of opportunity there seems to be each game in the attacking third. It just it feels like this team is putting themselves in a lot more scoring positions and I'm looking forward to going back and watching this one just to see how many quality there are so many quality chances created and when you have that many chances for a player of Alan Pluto's caliber you, you can I think kind of wager that a lot of them are wager that a lot of them are going to go in well here's the cool part how unpredictable is the offense it's hard to defend unpredictability more than anything else and so last year let's say the, the, the plan of attack was Graham Zussi bombs down the right side of the field. He and he and Johnny Russell overlap, but Johnny has to do something spectacular. Split or he lays it off to Felipe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This year it's, can you find Polito for a finish? Can Gotti Kinda be the second runner, the late runners? Kyrie Shelton working hard. Johnny Russell. I mean, it's, it's, there's so many different ways you can attack with this group right now and it changes things. and it's not just the wings i think you bring up yeah. a good point especially with johnny russell and i feel like yeah. what hurt him so much last season was just it was so easy to read what they were going to try and do and then that had to come down to johnny russell pulling some magic splitting two defenders yeah. doing something crazy and then kind of banking on getting a little bit of luck in a lot of situations if a team you know kind of fell apart defensively and again once they started reading what they were doing it just limited them so much and now that to your point there's so many different looks that they have yes. not just on the wings but then up the middle as well got some sad news guys jordan morris just missed a wide open header 
in front of the goal and stoppage oh, time. So, oh, so, man. I, I, this yeah. game has been bonkers. It's been up and down, back and forth. And six minutes of stoppage time at that. <laughs> wow, that's like. And, and Jesse Zardes is just going to outrun everybody and then not do anything with the ball. That sounds about right. Um, it's funny. Let's, let's listen to one more interview before we wrap up. Uh, Kyrie Shelton gets his first goal back in his second stint with Sporty KC. And let's hear Kyrie's thoughts after tonight's win in the home opener. A couple years ago, it took a little longer in the season to get on the score sheet. How's it feel to, to take that one out in the first home game of the year? Uh, it, it was amazing. Should have had more tonight, but um, yeah, it's, it's a good start and you know, great performance from the guys. You seem like you're playing on the wing this year as opposed to mostly as a number nine a couple years ago, that you're, you're able to, to use your speed and your size a lot more because there's so much more space on the wing, but also track back defensively a little more. Are, are you more comfortable on the wing, or is that just a, because of who's around you and they're drawing defenders away? You know, I think I'm very versatile. Um, I can play any attacking position. Um, you know, I think, you know, when... I signed, um, and immediately after they signed Polito, um, you know, it was, you know, it was a question of, okay, what, what's Peter's thoughts, and where am I going to play? Where do I fit in? And you know, Peter was just like, be open-minded, and you know, very open-minded person. And, How is it, Bam? Um, yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's been good though. I, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed every second playing the wing, still doing and learning um, little things at training to help improve my game on the wing, but. I've had fun with it so far. And then both Polito and Kinda, their off-ball movement, they, they, they're really good off the ball and they draw defenders in. What does that do for you on the wing as far as creating space and giving you more opportunity offensively? Oh, yeah, it, it creates a lot of space. And tonight, some of those last balls weren't connecting. But you can see that um, when Gotti, there was a couple times he was able to play me through those balls connect and I'm one-on-one -on -one with keeper so yeah their their movement is great and you know um, they put it in a shift tonight good stuff there from Kyrie Shelton after the uh, big home win tonight 4-0 over the Houston Dynamo um, all right as we wrap up let's look ahead real quick to Atlanta next Saturday six o'clock central time it's gonna be the first game in a stretch of three out of four games on the road for Sporting KC but like I said I think Going in, it's the first game in Atlanta you really feel like Sporting has a good chance to win, even though they have won there before. Uh, that win was a bit of an upset. Sporting, I think, would be at least, you'd expect at least a draw next week. I mean, you never know on the road in MLS, but you feel pretty good about going in there and putting together a good performance. Uh, what do you guys think will be the keys next week for Sporting going in and getting a point, if not more? I mean, I... It's going to be a tough place to play. You know the crowd's going to be fired up. It's a massive building, a massive crowd. But that's never, you know, I mean, Sporting's played down there once, right? Or is it twice now? Um, I believe it's twice. I know they won there in 2018. Yeah. That was when was Daniel it a draw Shaw. last year? I don't remember. But, I can't remember. But, yeah, but, I mean, it's they're not afraid to go down there and play. And I don't think this team looks afraid of anything. Um, I, think, I think it's about what do you do against a really dynamic attack? And that's, like... I know there's no Justin Martinez, but Ezekiel Barco's a good player. Emerson Hyman's been been lights yeah. out so far, and and almost a, a revelation because he, I mean, he's a guy that everybody kind of forgot about because his career in Europe never amounted to what we all thought it was going to be. But now he's clearly fitting into that system. He's got two goals in two matches so far. He was lighting it up in the preseason as well. So now it's time to challenge yourself defensively. That's really what I'm looking at: is can this style of play translate on the road? and keep keep a good team off the score sheet 
or do you need to go be able to win a game 3-2, 4-1, 4-2, whatever? Yeah, I, my, my key to the game is really going to come down to what we've so what we seen so far with the Sporting KC midfield is, you know, a lot of movement forward. This is going to be against a more dynamic attack. I think it's going to come down to limiting turnovers in Sporting Kansas City's half. The way that Gotti kind of plays is very, you know, forward-focused. He's always looking to press. But if you turn the ball over to a dynamic Atlanta offense, that's going to create a lot of opportunity for, you know, a, a really solid counterattack opportunity for them. So I think it's going to come down to that. I, I'm, I'm interested to see Kinda's spray chart after tonight. His spray chart after match one, his passing chart was incredible because he didn't make dangerous passes across dangerous spaces um and so the giveaways weren't there that's going to be more difficult against atlanta than it was against vancouver or the lineup that houston played out there tonight yeah exactly but I, you know i also think too with the way that this team is able to attack opposing teams and the, just the options that they have up top, it's hard to imagine Sporting going into any you know any game and not being able to put one home. Like I just with the options that they have up top, I cannot imagine a situation this season where there is not at least one goal scored. And we've got a lot of people having a good time. There's a party here. <laughs> There's a party. Budweiser, Budweiser would be proud. Yeah. Well, no. What they've to, helped to your point, make Allie, happen tonight. Yeah, yeah, they definitely helped make this happen. Uh, to your point, Allie. Give Polito one chance, clearly, and he'll put, he'll find a way to put something on frame. Yeah, and so. so you know, again, it just then comes down to you know how the, how well can Sporting defend? I think this is going to be an excellent test for them to see where the defense is at right now, and maybe what areas need to be improved upon, if any. Well, if nothing else, Sporting's going to Atlanta confident, absolutely, and it should be a whale of a game. Sporting's going to have a nice full week to rest up and prep for Atlanta, and again, Sporting at Atlanta. 6 p.m. Central Time, and we'll be back with you afterwards around 8 p.m. next Saturday for another edition of the Final Whistle Postgame Show. Allie, welcome officially. Hey, this is fun, guys. Yeah, it's been great having you on. Chad, thank you, sir. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening tonight. I'm Dave Borchard saying so long. Sporting KC wins 4-0 tonight, we should mention as well. Uh, thanks to Mike DiMaggio back in the studio doing a great job producing the show for the second straight week. And Polito gets the game winner for Sporting KC in the early going, and it ends up being around 4-0 Sporting KC in the home opener against the Houston Dynamo. Sporting back in action next Saturday, 6 p.m. at Atlanta United. All right, I'm Dave Orchard saying so long. You've been listening to the Final Whistle Plus Game Show here on Sports Radio 810.